The views and opinions expressed on MS Project Podcast by the host and the guests are solely their own and in no way represent the opinions and policies of their respective companies or Microsoft. Welcome to the MS Project Podcast, the essential source for news and information on everything Microsoft Project, EPM and PPM. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Microsoft Project Podcast. This time we have a very, very exciting guest, uh, somebody who has been very elusive for a long time. I've been trying to get him on this podcast for a long time, uh, all the way from the other side of the world, from India. Uh, please help me welcome uh, Sai Prasad. So Sai, how are you doing? You're doing great, Prasanna. How are you? And I'm, I'm very well, very well. Um, so Sai, uh, I'm sure people who have been in the project community have already heard about you they probably saw your blog post so i also know that you do a lot of local events uh, where you are um, but for for everybody else uh, can you introduce yourself tell us what you do how you got started sure prasanna i would start with uh, my career and got into microsoft project and project management um, i started my career way back in 2001 with cognizant and uh, where i started as a developer and um, uh, I, I remember vaguely in the seventh or the sixth year in my career, there was a, a need to become a project leader. So there I was accidentally uh, put into a tool called Microsoft Project. <laughs> so I didn't know anything much quite about what it is. So I just learned it the very rough way in terms of just using it for quite reporting purposes. But and then I found an urgent need where I need to do have a better way of uh, tracking, reporting, and even managing who is going to do what in my project. And that's when I started uh, learning uh, a lot of these stuffs, uh, either online or by going through certain training programs or reading books. And uh, that's when my journey started in Microsoft Project. So with respect to my community, I would say, I, I can remember way back in 2012, I started uh, a very small community here in Chennai called the Microsoft Project User Group, Chennai Chapter, uh, in collaboration with uh, Milan. And um, we did not have much sponsors at that time, uh, Prasanna. So what uh, actually happened is, so I had to sponsor the uh, venue, the food, everything for the, the initial 11 to 12 months. And that's when I came across uh, Ramkumbar Pichai, uh, who was leading the initiative within Microsoft to evangelize Microsoft Project in uh, India. So mm-hmm. when I, uh, and he got to know about me through his own channels, and uh, they were quite happy to give them, give me the support that was needed by sponsoring the venue. And from there, my journey starts, and uh, every month we have been doing these events. Awesome, awesome. That's great to hear. So just like uh, a lot of us, you're also an accidental project manager. Very right? true. <laughs> good, good. So you, you you are thrown into this role where you are supposed to learn a tool to get better grip on what's going on around you. And then a few years later, 
you decide to go and start building community why did that transition happen and where did that happen but that was not an accident i would say uh, <laughs> uh, what i i did notice is within my own colleagues right uh, nobody did have a clear understanding on both project management and microsoft project okay so i was just going in loops and i found out no there should be a better way to do it and uh, within my own organization i was doing uh, some form of learning and even training uh, to my employees and i then i did have a need where uh, i need to go out and uh, do some contribution and that's when i started uh, writing a couple of blog posts and uh, i have also uh, when i got to know about mpug as a member i started uh, answering some of the questions on mpug and that's when i did observe right there is a lot of people even outside my organization who had a need to learn it and use it the right way so what's uh, what's the better way rather than starting a small community right so i did not have any fund per se or anything but i just wanted to get started and sustain it for a longer time right and i, and I, I would say that's how my story started awesome so so from that point where you started this journey of uh, trying to teach on and and also learn at the same time right so the best form of learning is teaching other people how to do stuff over the e- years what have you seen changing in the state of project management um in in that part of the world uh, i would say way back in 2012 and 13 when i started doing communities um i would say the uh, the skill level of project managers was below average i would say uh because uh, many of the audiences whom i came across who came from very big industries like oil and gas uh who came from healthcare who came from an educational background right they did not know what project is okay uh, and the way they were doing project management was uh, with a notepad and a pen or baby an excel or an outlook okay uh but they had a lot of skills in terms of getting the work done through their leadership skills but yet uh, they were not in terms of you no know, getting the work aligned to what the organization wanted mm. uh, if i go back to maybe last year i would say there is a strong maturity in terms of you no know, the organizations giving support or setting a career for project managers here irrespective of what industry they come from okay and uh, there is a lot of skilling that is happening uh, when i use, use the word skilling don't try to relate this to a classroom training here so <laughs> what they want is more of uh, i would say an experience sharing from thought leaders from uh, project managers in terms of what went well what did not go well uh, there is a lot of community of practices happening within the organizations also right so where there is a lot of collaborative peer learning happening okay through which they are able to move ahead but if you ask me on a scale of 1 to 10 uh, where we are maybe 8 years back and where we are right now i would say uh, the beginning on a scale of 1 to 10 we might be somewhere between 3 to 4 okay but i would say mm-hmm. right now we have moved to 7 or 8 uh, but we have uh, we are yet to grow in that space so now traditionally project management has been this structured uh what uh, i don't want to call it waterfall because that doesn't really resonate with anything 
but but it's a, it was a, it was more of a structure so you finished requirements gathering then you finished design then you finished development then you finished testing and i think anytime even the even then any savvy project manager would have did multiple loops of this right nobody waited all the way until the design was complete to start development everybody started started running those in parallel same thing today development runs in parallel to testing right as you know today it is changing even more rapidly everything is more agile people want results faster we talk about minimum viable product so what is your take on how the project management methodologies have been changing over time what are you seeing okay so me coming from a software background uh, what i have seen is people have moved away from uh, the traditional uh, waterfall to an iterative incremental model which they call as agile as scrum okay mm -hmm. and uh, i've seen that uh, more than a um, minimal viable product uh, they are more focusing on the i would say the most lovable product okay uh, because uh, they are more focusing on what the customer loves uh, uh, they want okay and they are uh, looking at a lot of collaboration between the team members which i have not been seeing 3 to 4 years back okay uh, i've seen that there's a lot of collaboration between the team members across teams and uh, we don't call a person as a project manager anymore uh, though they do have the role as a project manager they they are ideally being called more as a leader or a scrum master or a product owner okay who's going to hate them in terms of getting the work done okay mm -hmm. uh, on that aspect i would say uh, with respect to my own observations uh, these scrum masters or product owners or leaders still go through some challenges right uh, they still follow the traditional way of getting the work done within the 2 to 3 weeks of done okay uh, right. it's a more like a, a waterfall done in 3 weeks okay that's how they do yeah. it okay mm -hmm. and uh, they don't understand uh, the need why the customer moves on to an agile framework okay uh, and that too they are not quite uh, understanding why those principles are okay and they, they some of them just follow it maybe they have been asked to do it okay so right. there is uh, some amount of learning that needs to be there okay in terms of you know why they need to do it and uh, they also need to know uh, more than the tools and processes that are been outlined by an organization or by a team uh, they also need to change their mindset in terms of an agile mindset so that you no know, they are able to uh, get the work delivered and uh, make the team happy too i agree i agree i think um a lot of people are still in just just purely the way the agile methodology has developed i think uh, people still are trying to understand what it is and it, and apply it the way they think is it should be done Let, let's talk about the actual tools right so the ones with that that you are famous for microsoft project that we're all trying to use and in this new environment so what so let two questions for you one is first of all what is the adoption of microsoft project as a tool and also with this office 365 project online what is the adoption like in in what you 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 have seen okay in in my observations uh, uh 
predominantly most of the work if you look at an it service company we we do have a client to whom we are uh, uh, delivering the work uh, i have seen that we are quite client dependent sometimes okay so if mm-hmm. the client wants to use their own internal tool uh, for tracking uh, these managers go for it so they give that as an excuse for not going on to project online or uh, ms project per se okay mm-hmm. but if you try to look at in terms of uh, the skill level of project managers uh, within an id service i would say it's quite above average right so people are able to know how to prepare a project plan they are able to know how to track it they know how to do a reporting but uh, the reason why i'm using this word but is because uh, um, they are not quite good in terms of customization of uh, the project as per what the uh, project needs okay and uh, secondly uh, i have seen that in terms of project online or project server uh, it's not more to do with cost or getting it ready uh, uh, it's more to do with you know, aligning their project to a program or a portfolio and trying to see a, a bigger picture um, coming back to my initial statement is all driven by the customer demands and they don't uh, have a read for going for for a project online more from a i would say uh, from a the software industry where i work from but if you look at other industries i would say there is a quite difference i see um, there are industries from oil and gas uh, there are industries uh, who do courseware development also right they have gone for a project online because it's an in-house implementation they don't what to prioritize what not to prioritize okay and um, off late i have seen that uh, they don't want heavy tool uh like uh, project online mm-hmm. uh, people are using teams okay people are using yeah. teams for collaboration okay people yeah. are using planner for getting the work done okay and uh, i've seen people are using flow okay to integrate different products okay right. uh, they don't want to move to project online rather they already have some tools like a service now or jira mm-hmm. right, which is already having connectors with flow and uh, through which they are able to get their work done okay so that's my okay. take okay so um, it it kind of uh, lines up with what you are seeing in terms of move everybody moving to um even if it's a, not a true agile or agile purist view it's some kind of iterative development with generating most of mlp right most global product like you called it uh great quickly and fastly i have a, i have a reason for it uh, sorry prasan i have a reason why i say that Yeah. because the kind of people who are part of the team is right now very different uh, two years back okay we do we can call them as millennials or gen z or gen x right. okay yeah. so these people ideally right they would want uh, they don't want uh, a manager to come to them to do a follow up right they are already right. tech savvy they are already carrying a mobile phone with them so where they would like to know what's happening they are uh, very honest in terms of voicing out what they want and um, they would like to be rewarded immediately which the traditional platforms does not give okay uh, yeah. as a manager i might be more looking at a variance or uh, how my budgeting is being spent but I, I, the team member he does not understand what it means so for him it needs to be uh, something that he should be recognized with that is something exciting for him that he applies his skills that he learns every day and it also gives a platform where he gets to know what other people are doing which the planner or the teams or other staffs are really good at 
Yep, yep, I agree. Uh, it's the same all over the world. I think I'm seeing the same thing mm. with uh, with people the, with the new younger generation coming in. I mean, I, I would, I don't know if that uh, phenomena is special to millennials or Gen Z. So it's, I think everybody with just the nature of how the teams are distributed globally, how things are moving so fast, the requirements keep changing so fast. Everybody's mm-hmm. looking for an easier way to collaborate. Whatever they can get their hands on, right? It can be a simple, as simple as a OneNote, right? So people are, I, I, some of the people I know are using OneNote a lot more just because Word documents takes times to save, right? So, so you opening up a document for everything that is a very structured mechanism, whereas OneNote is much more free flowing. It's a, it's a very simple example of how people want things to move faster. Um, and, and then at a larger scale, to your point, yes. No, there, is, there is somebody who cares about budgets and timelines and all that, but the a- average executing person doesn't really care. They want to get their work done. Um, so what is your tool of choice these days? So I know Microsoft Project has been your favorite tool. So what is, uh, with all these new tools coming up uh, within Microsoft Space, what's your tool of choice? I, I use uh, Planner with Teams, okay? Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Along with Power BI, I would say, um, because these are the three tools that I do use. Uh, maybe more for, uh, I use Planner more to, um, um, keep an inventory of the list of work that needs to be done in my team, okay, so that I'm able to uh, organize it uh, so that my team members are able to have a visibility on what needs to be done next. Uh, and, uh, the cool thing about a planner is we can have a checklist to each one of those tasks so people right. are able to know what needs to be done within that also. Yeah. And um, the next one is, uh, uh, since we heard that you know, Skype is going to have a sunset sometime mm-hmm. this year, People mm-hmm. are more moving on to Teams, so so the the connectivity between Planner and Teams is very cool. So right. as I start assigning that work, I'm able to see that in my Teams, and I can comment on it. And right. um, I use uh, Power BI for a quite a different purpose. Um, as an as a facilitator, I do a lot of training programs, and I need to have some kind of uh, a model through which I can understand how I performed uh, uh, on the same program multiple times with a different audience or how I compare with my peers who've been doing the same program or uh, what is the trend that is happening? So will I be relevant next month? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So to answer all these questions, right, um, the, the data that is generally available in spreadsheet is not quite useful to me. And that's where I start using Power BI to do a lot of those uh, data reading and um, uh, using that data to help me as well as my team within my organization to uh, see the meaning in that particular data so that they can take a much better decision. That, that's very cool. I have never um, thought about Power BI like that, where you're using it for personal performance trend analysis right, as opposed to uh, looking at everybody else. That's that's very nice. Very nice. Awesome. Um, so uh, I think, uh, Sai, we t- touched upon all the topics. So I guess uh, we wanted to cover uh, any any concluding remarks. So in general, some give give me a summary version of what you think about the tools that we have. What what may what will make you people uh, come back to Project Online? 
So what should change on Project Online so that it is more suited to, for today's needs? And kind of some and okay. a concluding remark. Okay. Uh, uh, I just want to go back to an article that I saw in LinkedIn a few days back where it said uh, by 2023, um, most of the work of the project managers would be automated. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what is going to be the role of the project manager then? So it does not mean we are not going to use any tools by the next five years. So those tools are going to be like humans uh, where we interact with those uh, through chat or through teams to get the work done. Right. So I would say uh, to a to a to a to a manager. Um, so tools are equally important, uh, but make sure that uh, you are able to customize the tool based on what the organization or what the needs is. The second is don't overuse a tool. Okay, um, because we if I try to download whatever I learned on a particular tool and uh, create a complicated plan, it's going to be quite useless to the the customers or the stakeholders. So simplify it know what the stakeholder wants and uh, tailor it. The third one is uh, skilling is very important. Okay, uh, I would say learn what's happening in terms of uh, the AI or in terms of chatbots. Okay, um, so that now you're able to know oh, how the future is going to be in terms of that. The final uh, point would be uh, focus more on your people skills. Um, uh, when I say people skills, uh, you're, uh, you, though you will be still a leader within your own space, um, your team members is going to approach you uh, on a day-to-day -day basis because their work is going to be more challenging than ever before, and they need to deliver some um, um, a, a workable product, if I call it as in, in two to three weeks. So... Make sure that you help them uh, in terms of uh, listening to them more to understand what their challenges are. Give them coaching, give them feedback, make them better leaders for future. Awesome. So, uh, so we uh, touched upon what the future for a project manager will look like too. That's that's very nice. So, hey, Sai, uh, I know it's a Saturday evening for you, so I don't want to keep you too long. But uh, that was uh, the, there was a lot of good insight into what's going on on your side of the world and in in project management field in general across the globe. It's the same phenomenon uh, that's a can that's a wave carrying over, right? So um, again, thank you for your time, and uh, I'm sure we will see you one of these days uh, in, in, in an MVP summit or a conference. That would be so nice to meet you in person. Thank you, Prasanna.